Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 168 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Luke Ficini. Luke Ficini is founder and chief brand storyteller at The Sponge. He was born and raised in Sydney and now lives in Brisbane. Since starting his professional brand design journey in 1999, he has helped thousands of people put their brands on the map. He full-heartedly started his own business right out of college and has learned what it takes to grow a business. While beginning as a trained graphic designer, the entrepreneurial leap took him on a part of transformation. He experienced firsthand the impact that purpose and values have in business and the connection to brand story. Having had a purpose moment that transformed his outlook on business in 2017, the sponge obtained B Corp certification. Luke is a firm believer that business can and should be a force for good. His purpose is to help good businesses become better brands. His work has included writing a book, an online program, and growing the Byron to Bundy good business community. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss Luke's diverse experience and work in branding and purpose-based strategy. We'll find out about some of the work Luke's involved in, and we'll hear some key insights to help you create a brand which your audience loves. So Luke, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So to kick things off, Luke, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and what led you to starting The Sponge. Yeah, I was that guy that in school would sit there and draw a lot. So (laughs) after... (laughs) After leaving school without really much idea of what I wanted to do, I floated around doing everything that you could do when you didn't really have any qualifications like selling phones, uh, barista, bartender, all that kind of good stuff. But I had an itch and that was I needed to do something that was creative. And I found a graphic design degree, did that, found digital in that, they got the goosebumps on my cheek and knew I was in the right uh, space. So, yeah, the entrepreneurial spirit in me kicked in while I was in college and I was freelancing for an ad agency and a marketing company. And when I graduated, I had five contracts, so I took the best designers with me and started a company. <laughs> nice one. And that was, that was 20 years ago. So, so what sort of projects have you done since then? Oh, 20 years. Where do I start? Um, well, before my uh, purpose moment, I was a bit of a brand horse. So we worked for everyone, everything from uh, adult services to financial services to gyms to health-based businesses. Basically, we never really uh, niched into an industry because we didn't believe that that was good for our clients. We wanted to give everyone equal opportunity to shine. Yeah, lots. It's hard to pick out which are the better ones in that, but you can imagine 20 years, there's so many. <laughs> there's a lot there. So tell us about this purpose moment you've referred to a couple of times. What what was that like? 
Yeah, I found myself watching a documentary called The True Cost. Um, it's a fast fashion expose, really brought to light all the exploitation and senseless deaths and uh, really the devastation that corporations can create. And whether it's ignorance or corporate greed, but uh, before it was finished, I was changed. I had to fire clients and I just couldn't work for brands that were all about profit. It wasn't yeah. good enough. So <laughs> that was it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a pretty amazing moment to have that sort of, yeah, that, that moment, right, which helped then define the rest of your career and path and, and, and direction with the sponge. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear a bit more about brands and branding. Um, there seems to be a little bit of confusion, particularly when I'm working with a range of clients around, you know, what the difference between a brand and branding is and where you believe the common misperceptions lie in building up a successful business? Yeah, good question about the brand and branding. Branding, if people take that, they can think of it purely as like eye candy or the logo and that's that's only part of your brand. The way I like to explain brand is that it's a expectation of three things and those are first and foremost quality, either a level of quality or an attribute. You could be about speed, about taste about um or any kind of quality there that's a an attribute Mm. the second thing is an expectation of an experience and that is um what it what it feels like to actually use the product or the service or to um, interact with the brand so this is the experience and the third is this might be the most important it's the expectation of who you become Mm. connection what does this brand make you become by supporting them or buying them? And that's that's really related to the fact that we as humans want to support brands or choose brands that have values and purpose that we aspire to have for ourselves. Mm. So brand really for me is about culture because culture is how those things are delivered the interactions, the service, that's what differentiates you. So if you've got a strong brand, if you've got a brand, I like to say this one too, if you've got a brand that uh, people rave about, you have a culture that people rave about. And if you want them, then you need to have that culture. Mm. So it's about building a community essentially. Oh, yeah, internal first. So um, that's it. If we, When we go on the journey with people to rebrand or refresh, the first thing we do is start with, the culture. So who, what's your purpose? What are your values? Those things drive so much. Mm. What's your impact model? Once you've got that right and you've got that culture of storytelling, that's your brand there. doesn't matter so much what it looks like. I mean, it does and the designer in me cringes at that answer, yeah. but it's, it's the delivery. It's the story you're telling. And then you do a refresh. You do the identity on top of that as a signpost to say, hey, everyone, something's different here you've got that attention, then you sustain it with that story and the story of impact, the story of purpose, the story of your values. That's your brand. So I think you've already sort of touched on this question, but I'm curious to hear if there's any other sort of top things that you believe social enterprises or business owners should be considering to ensure that their brand resonates with their audience and Mm. generates the intended impact that, that they're seeking to create. Yeah, 
So, yeah, the first one is understand who you are. So that's get clear on your purpose, get clear on your impact model and get very clear on your espoused values or your core values that guide your day-to-day decisions. When you've got that right, you understand who you are. Yeah. The second part is doing an equal dive into who your buyers are because you need to understand that you're not for everyone. As soon as you get that, that's an, that's an awakening. You need to know who you are likely to resonate with and then understand how they buy or choose to support enterprises or organizations like you. When you do that, then you can do the third part, which is connect those two things with story using the language that resonates for the audience. Mm. That's a big, big miss for most people. They had never stopped to define their buyer personas or their juicy core customers. So you get that right, you're halfway there. So what advice then would you give to entrepreneurs to improve the way that they tell stories? I mean, obviously they need to define their purpose first, understand their audience, but what storytelling tricks do you have? Yeah, the, the first is the first trick. It's not a trick. It's understand the language that your audience uses to describe the problem that they have that you solve. That's the key. You want to be able to hit the high points that they use or the mm. keywords uh, that they use to describe their problem, but then sprinkle in your impact model the, the sustained benefits that you're creating for everyone and your values, your point of distinction. When you can hit all the right notes for them while sharing your story, then it will resonate. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Thanks, Luke. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about B Corps. I mean, you are a certified B Corp and you're one of the core drivers of the Byron to Bundy B Corp community here in, on the eastern coast of Australia. So why do you believe that this certification is valuable and how are you seeing this movement of B Corps transform? Yeah, the assessment, the B assessment, it's an interesting thing to do. When we did it, I had no idea how deep it was. Uh, It really forces organisations to think about all aspects of their business, from supply chain to diversity, just goes on to your community. Yeah. It really it looks at all the stakeholders and the the totality, the the true cost to use that word, that phrase again, of doing business. And it's hard to do because it is quite confronting and it requires mm. you to rethink a lot of your processes. So really, everyone that I've met that is a B Corp is awesome. It's like a pre-qualifier because you have to be committed yep. to do it. And really, everyone that I've met is awesome. I feel like it's my tribe. And kind of selfishly, I want to grow the grow the tribe up, up yep. here around me. Yep. Hence, uh, getting involved with the uh, the committee and forming um, Byron to Bundy up here. So what does is, what is Byron to Bundy do? I, I'm a believer that of a few things. One is we are the the average of the people that we hang around. Mm. So if if we want to be awesome, we need to be around awesome people. Yeah. Simple. Uh, And the other thing is that there are so many good people doing good things in isolation and reinventing the wheel. And that is just so uh, wasteful, I Mm. believe. Mm. So if we get everyone together uh, regularly so that conversations happen and friendships and relationships are built, then we get that trust, we get the ability to share best practices and we can stop reinventing the wheel. 
we have those op- op- opportunities for collaboration and to do cool things. Yeah. So the model for Byron to Bundy is to get everyone together in Byron Bay, in Gold Coast, in Brisbane, in Sunshine Coast, once a quarter at least, to bond, to share best practices, to start conversations, to bring new people into the fold. So we're early days yet. We haven't quite been a year yet. We've had some pretty good collaborations form and we've had some um, pretty good events too. Yeah, it's been great to see the movement grow, Luke. Well done on all the hard work you've been putting into it. So I'm keen to hear about a few purpose-led businesses in Australia or perhaps globally that really inspire you. Yeah, where do I start with that? Uh, let's 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 act a little local first. There's a really good brand, one that I'm wearing their um, jeans right now called Outland Denim. It was interesting. After I had my purpose moment watching a fast fashion expose, <laughs> I was like, I can't buy clothes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you just what have to I walk do? around naked for the next few weeks. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I did have a lot of a lot of brand a lot of brands I don't really want to wear in my cover, but mm. I can't throw them away because that defeats the purpose. Yeah, and it's, it's that whole sustainability issue. Yes, we want to be sustainable, but that doesn't mean replace everything in your wardrobe with sustainable brands. Yeah. Anyway, the first clothing that I bought brand new was Outland Denim and that was because I heard their story and it's so awesome. They're a B Corp too. They uh, they were set up to give victims of human trafficking a better life by giving them a career. They train, so they've, um, they've got a factory, a large, their own factory in Cambodia, I believe, and they take victims of human trafficking, teach them all aspects of denim of the denim production. So these people aren't just stuck on a single machine. They learn the end-to-end process of building jeans. They also help them with budgeting, um, life skills, um, hygiene, the the whole gamut of skills that we take for granted. So they're empowering these communities. It's amazing. So really good brand. And that's in Mount Tambourine, so fairly local to us. Yep. Secondly, a brand that I love, who gives a crap? The toilet paper company. Led by Simon Griffiths. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome brand. Taking a really ordinary product and doing it better in a way that solves a problem. And that's just that's just amazing. So I love that their brand is playful and it's fun and it's uh yeah, really, really, really good guys doing something amazing. So that's one of my favorite there. And then my, the girls in my team would be um, angry at me if I didn't mention Lush Cosmetics. They they do diversity really, really well. Amazing. And um, they also address packaging. And that for us is a big thing. Like we're a design agency. In part, we help with packaging. So we're always looking for alternatives that are sustainable mm. or environmentally conscious. And you look at Lush, they've opened a store in London, I think it was, where it was a naked store. So they sold products that had no packaging or minimal packaging. So, yeah, some some good brands doing some good things out there. Brilliant. Well, I'll stick a few links through to them in, in the article, Luke. So to finish yeah. off, as an author yourself, I'm really curious to hear what books or articles or, or other resources would you in, recommend to our listeners? <laughs> I am. I'm a book junkie. How, how do I put? How do I put some forward for this one? Just rattle them off. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So purpose based. I think if you haven't read it yet, let my people go surfing yep. by Von Schnard. That's, mm, that's brilliant cool. book. Yeah, they're one of the foundations in the whole um, purpose space. So it's really worth a read. There's another one that's been quite impactful for me lately called uh, The Power of Moments by mm. Chip and Dan Heath. And why that was important is because it helped me understand that for moments to be captured, you need to have a, a framework, a language already in place to be used to capture it. Mm. Um, really powerful when you're building a culture of storytelling. But that's a, a, a digression. Uh, there has been one that's really, really, really profound for me lately called The Diamond Cutter. It's an oh. old book. It's an old book, but, yeah. oh, man, this um, it spurred an initiative in our organisation based on karmic management mm. where you need to plant seeds for good things to sprout from. And from that, we've got our 10 million impact karma seed initiative which could be relevant yeah so what it is is we do have our advanced brand story crafting program which is the end-to-end process that we take clients through when they come for us for a rebrand or a refresh so it's the whole process Um, we bottled that as a diy online course Uh, it is for sale on our website for one thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars what we're doing with that is giving it to 5,008 impact businesses who are cash-strapped really need help with their brand story. And our our intention there is we help you succeed with your brand story and creating impact, and then the universe will deliver that to us through karma. Hmm. So, yeah, we do. It's amazing to see that the organisations, the enterprises that are applying for it, there's a little process, a little speed hump because it is worth two thousand dollars so you do need to submit a video a little video just telling us what you're doing and why yeah and then you get access to this program so we want to there's some amazing people doing some cool things that we're helping with that program and we just want to extend the reach of it now Mm, Uh, yeah so that book has been very impactful (laughs) right i highly recommend that you read it if you want good things to happen for you you need to create the karma uh space for that and that book details it quite well. That well, sounds like a, a book that the audience is going to be running off to, to grab based on that story, Luke. <laughs> so there's one last book I have to recommend, and that's my book, Impact Brand Storytelling. Absolutely. The, the subline to that is a how-to guide for founders hell-bent on changing the world. So if you uh, are that person, you should have a read. It was great to see you on that journey of writing the book, Luke. So well done on on getting it out there. So how can the audience find it? You can get it from our website right now. So jump on and uh, you'll see it in a nice big banner on the homepage. Wonderful. Well, Luke, thanks so much for sharing your generous insights and time today. It's been very much appreciated and we'll certainly look forward to following your journey as you continue down the path of the sponge. Thank you for having me. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.